This is the Tanakh Podcast. Today, Yirmiyahu Perak Chet, Jeremiah Chapter 8. Chapter 8, or at least the latter half of Chapter 8, might be very familiar to you because it is the Haftarah for Tisha B'Av in the morning, for the ninth of Av, the day of the destruction, the day of mourning. And when I read this chapter, I hear it being chanted in the Eichatun, and in particular, one uh, line, the final line, Won't you give my head to be full of water? And... My eyes, just a source of crying, and I will cry day and night for all of the dead of my people. Because in this chapter, um, Yumiahu imagines that the Khurban has already happened, even though it hasn't. <laughs> He's almost picturing it in his mind. It's quite... Um, it's quite evocative. If you look at verse, for example, at verse six, 16, Midan nishma nacharat susav, mikol mitzalot abirav Right, from Dan, we hear the snorting of their horses, the loud neighing of their steeds, the whole land quakes. They came and devoured the land and what was in it. Okay, he calls them nechashim tzifoniim, uh, serpents, uh, poisonous serpents. He says, Hashem ein betzion, im malka einba. Is God not in Zion? If its king is not there, he imagines a situation in which the royal house of, of Judah has already, the king has been taken captive or the king has been murdered and we already saw in the previous chapter the prophecy of the the temple, the temple being destroyed. So Hashem ein betzion im malka ba, is God in Zion if her king is not there? And almost this God saying, Why did they anger me with their images, with all of their nonsenses? Uh, I never would have done this had they not done had they not performed all of these sins. So we've got a very um, evocative image, which continues into the very next Perek, of a destroyed country, Avar Katsir, the time of the harvest has come, Kalakaitz va'anachlu lo nishanu, and the summer's gone, but we haven't been saved. And this image of Einanavim bagefen ve'einteinim bateina ve'alenavel, um, everything's gone, everything's been destroyed, everything has been consumed. We hope for good, but there is no good. There's no, nothing good. We hope for a little bit of um, healing. And instead there is terror. So in short, this is the most uh, you know, awful depiction that we have. Uh, the Chorban hasn't happened. The enemy haven't arrived. But yet, it would appear that Yirmiyahu sees this in his mind's eye and is reporting this to the people. And this brings us to 
one of the themes that I'd like to uh, discuss here after that description, which is Yirmiyahu's addressing the question of why the people are not doing tshuva. So, for example, he says, Ein ish um, Pasuk, Pasuk Vav, verse 6. There is no person here who even asks themselves the question, what have I done? Or for example, if you go back to Pasuk Dalad, he says, If a person falls up, falls down, don't they get up? If they go off the road, they won't get back on the road. So, why don't you do tshuva? Why doesn't anybody have any sort of self-examination, uh, any sort of cheshbon nefesh? Nobody wants to change. And here he gives a beautiful uh, metaphor. He says, Gam Also the stork in the heavens, knows their seasons of their migrations. Of course, if you look at the birds, the birds go back and forth each season. One season they go this way. One season they go back the other way. And so he says, the stalk in the sky knows exactly Moadeha, her time to, to go, but also to return. Vasis va'agor And the swift and the crane, they keep the time of their going. So why don't my people do tshuva? Why don't you learn from the birds? And instead, he uses a different uh, metaphor. And he says, You reach like a war horse. You've got blinkers on. You can't look around. You just go forward. You, you just advance. You just attack. You just go in one direction. There is no turning back. So this is uh, maybe a, a strong idea of where he is trying to somehow penetrate the minds of the people and ask them why they're not doing tshuva. But the second theme that I would like to relate to here is the notion of chokhmah. Because Yirmiyahu now asks the question, uh, says, My people don't know the laws of God. He quotes the people. The people say, we're wise. In other words, maybe there are people, maybe, who knows, this is after Yoshiahu's revolution, and the Torah has come back to the people, and the people say, we're wise. We've got the Torah of Hashem. We're keeping, I don't know, maybe we're keeping Shabbat, we're keeping Kashrut. But he says, But you turn it into falsehood. Eight Sheker Sofrim, even though you're writing books, you're writing Svarim, there is something false here. He says the wise will be put to shame. They'll be dismayed and caught and they will be captured because they reject the word of God. Their, their wisdom comes to nothing. And, and what exactly is he talking about here? If you just look to the next couple of psukim, he says, um, 
Kimikatan va'ad gadol. By the way, these are verses we've already seen in, in chapter 6. They're repeated here. Kimikaton va'ad gadol. From young to old. Kula batza. They're all full of greed. Minavi va'ad kohen. From prophet to priest. Kula sheker. They all lie. They offer healing to the brokenness of my people, saying, Shalom, shalom, everything's okay. But, says the Navi, nothing is okay. Pasuk, you'd bet, you, you bet. he says, Hovishu um, kitoi vasu, they've done an abomination. And, they will. They will stumble, they will fall, etc., etc. Now, this notion of the wise, who does he mention here? The prophets and the priest. We know that the priests, that the role of the priests, we're told by the Torah, is to teach the Torah. It's to teach um, the to teach the laws to Yaakov and the Torah to Israel. We know that the role of the Navi, is to warn the people and it seems like here the priests in society the prophets in society are maybe teaching people about the ritual of the law but they're not giving any moral guidance they're not able to offer a pushback to people's corrupt lifestyles we've already by the way seen many places where these groups have, have been mentioned look at the last pasuk of Perak hey hanaviim nibuba sheker the prophets Prophesies falsely. The the Kohanim are pandering to the people. And then what will happen in the end? In other words, a, a teacher, a rabbi, a, a ethicist cannot pander to the whims of the people. When you stand up for Torah, you have to talk truth to power. You have to be able to um, say things which are unpopular and give moral guidance, and not just uh, pander to the whims of the nation or to those people who are maybe wealthy, the people who are actually uh, causing distress to the lower classes, to the, to the unfortunate, to the, um, those people who are vulnerable. It is for this reason that the Haftarah for Tisha B'Av, at the end of chapter 9, our next chapter, tomorrow's chapter, ends off the, in the following way. If you're wise, don't boast about your wisdom. Instead, what should you do? In This is what you should be proud of. Be wise and know me. And what does it mean to know me? I am God. I do kindness. I do justice. I do righteousness. So don't give me all sorts of uh, false wisdom, what you need, to, the wisdom that you really need is to practice justice.